Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for this uh, beautiful day and uh, for the opportunity to uh, gather back together to uh, study your word and, uh, and to hear from you. And I pray that your uh, spirit would be with us and that uh, your word wouldn't uh, fall on deaf ears, that uh, it wouldn't be uh, fruitless or void, but I pray that by your spirit that uh, you'd apply apply your word to us and that uh, we would uh, believe you and uh, know you and uh, know your son and that we would uh, uh, desire to love and serve and honor you because of all that you've done for us. And uh, we thank you for all of these things and pray in the name of your son. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, we're going to be back in uh, Genesis. I've, uh, I think many of you were here last week uh, and beginning to look at uh, the theme of seven. We'll try to make our way uh, through it. We may, we may even uh, complete it this time. And I don't know if uh, you guys still have uh, charts uh, available as, as we go along uh, that we uh, passed out. I don't know if we have any extras here, but uh, anyways, uh, we, we can uh, get started. And I just want to say is uh, with the, the youth Bible study, uh, right before, before we uh, get going, I think I saw Christy out, out there if, if anyone wants to ask if she has any extras. Uh, but... Uh, with the youth Bible study, uh, if you were to listen to any of it, uh, what we covered on the image of God is pretty important. I, I think it's it's not completely misunderstood, but uh, partially so. Uh, but we did a series of about four classes on Genesis uh, 3, verse 15, uh, on the, the seed uh, promise. Uh, and... I would highly, highly uh, commend those uh, to you. Uh, we went extremely deep into it. Uh, and that's one where uh, I, th I think that, uh, that most Christians, they, they have a, you know, the, a, a lot of understanding. And if you say, well, you know, that's Jesus right there, uh, there's a massive amount of truth there, but it's far more complicated in, in its unfolding uh, in just magnificence and grandeur. And, uh, and so we tried to work through with very great detail to show uh, what Moses meant by that and how those promises unfolded. It's even more complex in, in the New Testament uh, where Paul says things like uh, that the God of peace shall soon uh, crush uh, Satan, the serpent, under your feet. Uh, it's 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 far uh, far bigger and in, in grand. Uh, and then on the end of those lectures, uh, these were ones I really wanted to, to share. And it, it took a lot of work to get through. Sometimes the pacing isn't as good as I'd like, but there's a lot of good material. But then I link two lectures by uh, a scholar named D. A. Carson. Uh, on the book of Hebrews. Uh, if you get through the end of those, those are seminary lectures, but he communicates uh, in plain English. Uh, that, that, you know, so if, if you get through that, go and listen to D.A. Carson's lectures, which are even better, and he covers other material, and I, I think uh, you'll be quite amazed and challenged uh, in how you understand just the, the unfolding of uh, Scripture. So I, I just want to uh, recommend those. Now, just we'll, we'll touch on some of the things we covered, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll read through about the first three days and uh, start working toward, toward the end, where we'll be seeing some of our first sevens. <clears throat> All right, so uh, we, we covered that at the, the very beginning. Uh, we start with the, the first day, but there's an introduction uh, that's very common for narratives, new scenes. Uh, in any uh, historical narrative throughout the Bible, uh, Genesis, uh, much, most of Exodus, uh, much of Numbers, and, and so on. The, the Bible is filled with narrative. Uh, and we saw that uh, the introduction uh, serves a few, few functions. Uh, it establishes maybe a, a setting uh, in the beginning. Uh, we start at a certain time, a certain uh, place in history, uh, the very absolute beginning of all things 
uh, whatsoever. Uh, we're going all the way, all the way back. Uh, although Ephesians goes even <laughs> further back, uh, be, before uh, the beginning of, of creation, to uh, to uh, basically eternity past, God's eternal purposes uh, in His Son, and so the setting in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, now that the heavens and the earth have been introduced, and so He gives us some background information, not telling us what happened, but background to understand everything uh, that, that follows. The earth was without form and void, or barren and empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over uh, the face of the waters. And just notice the Spirit there. Uh, there's actually a lot of temple uh, imagery, tabernacle imagery throughout creation. And there's a lot of creation imagery in the, the tabernacle. And so uh, you see the Spirit of God uh, right here, uh, right at the beginning in the, the very midst of creation. Uh, by, by the end, uh, you'll, you'll find uh, God resting on the seventh day, which the Israelites will later associate with their Sabbath. He doesn't command the Sabbath here. Uh, and then as you keep reading, uh, you will see things. Uh, if you get to the end of the garden, you'll see the cherubim uh, outside the, the garden. Uh, in the tabernacle draws in all sorts of things like uh, almonds and figs uh, in decorating the, the tabernacle and the lampstand, God's presence and provision with his people. Uh, he's called Yahweh God uh, in the garden. Uh, here, just Elohim, God. He's the, the creator of all things. You get to, uh, you get to uh, the creation, the man, uh, Yahweh God, uh, because Yahweh, uh, basically, I will be who I will be, or I, I am who I am. That's quite appropriate, too. Uh, eventually expands to, uh, to I am the one who is, was, and ever, ever will, will be. He's, he's the one who's present uh, with his, his people. And so we, we touch on some of those things and maybe some of our, uh, our later uh, lectures uh, after maybe around the, the judgments and such and along the way. Uh, but here uh, we've been seeing, uh, we have the barren and empty earth. Uh, darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Uh, and so we've been seeing that uh, God, where there was darkness, he brought forth light on the very, uh, the very first day. Uh, he's beginning to, to resolve this. Uh, the, the creation is, it's incomplete. Uh, it's like, uh, I've likened it sometimes uh, to like a, a lump of clay on the potter's wheel. Uh, it's, it's ready, uh, it's ready for, for the potter to, uh, to do his work. Uh, but it, it's not finished yet. Uh, or like a, a builder who's building a, a building and the foundation has been laid, uh, but the, the rest of the project needs to be uh, performed before it's brought all the way to, to completion. Uh, and before the whole structure is up and it can then be filled with people uh, in the, the building or a house. Um, we have this very exact thing here, and uh, there have been uh, some who say that, well, this is, it's chaos. It starts with chaos in the beginning, and there's really no basis for that whatsoever. Uh, that is really connected more with uh, pagan conceptions of a creation, where you begin with uh, this unordered, chaotic state, uh, and then the some uh, pre-existent matter and uh, pre-existent uh, gods of sorts, and uh, then gods are created and born, and uh, they, they bring order to the to the chaos. Uh, but that's not what's going on here. It's just it's incomplete. Uh, that that's it. And there's really nothing uh, mi mythological in here what whatsoever. Uh, and it, it's not even, I don't think, some treat it as a blow-by-blow -blow response uh, to all the pagan myths. So uh, you, you have like a Enuma Elish and. Ah uh, well, she's the uh, she's kind of the the sea, the primordial sea, and uh, and then uh, Marduk uh, cuts her in half, her carcass, and uh, puts one carcass for the heavens, another for for the earth, and uh, you know Moses is borrowing from that or something, or or he's just given a blow by blow, you know, kind of against it. But I think that the primary thing 
although you know, he may be aware of me, the, all the, the paganism around him and, and such, the, the primary response is to give a positive account uh, that shows, look, these aren't gods. These are just created things. God is sovereign over the light, over the day and the night, over the heavens above, over the earth beneath, over the the, uh, the greater light and the, the lesser uh, light and all of the, the stars and the creatures. And they are just merely uh, created uh, things. And so, uh, so far, uh, we've seen where there was darkness, uh, he's brought forth light. Uh, and where the, there were just the waters of the deep over the earth, uh, he has uh, separated them. Uh, he put an expanse between them uh, and created uh, the heavens above. Uh, and then on day three, uh, we were just starting to see uh, that he, he'll gather the waters uh, into uh, seas uh, and uh, bring, bring forth the dry land uh, to, to bring it and make it appear. And so let's just read through uh, days one through three. Oh, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, being with uh, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void or barren and empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let dr the dry land uh, appear. And uh, here we actually talked about how there is a textual variant uh, that we discussed. And let me just uh, bring it forth in the, in the English as we read along. Uh, God said, uh, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And the waters under the heavens were gathered to their gathering places, or gatherings, and the dry land appeared. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth. And it was so. Uh, the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. Uh, and so uh, here uh, we, we move from uh, the, uh, the creation of light, uh, the, uh, the day, and, day and the night, light, light and darkness, eve, evening and morning, uh, day, day and night. Uh, then to uh, the, the expanse and the, the heavens above. Uh, and now uh, he turns his focus uh, uh, below uh, to the gathering of the, the seas uh, into the, uh, the, dry, the dry land, uh, bringing the earth uh, forth. Uh, and here is where we uh, begin to uh, see some of our uh, first sevens uh, along the, the way. Uh, and so uh, we'll actually see uh, as we get to the second part of uh, day, day three, uh, where we see it divided into two parts. God gives two commands on day three, uh, and he 
uh, and there are two creative acts, and he'll do the same on day six, uh, but then day six will even have uh, have more on, on top of it. Uh, blessing and uh, provision for, for all of his uh, creatures. Uh, and so uh, following the, the bringing forth of the, uh, the, uh, the seas uh, and the, the dry land, here is where we, uh, we see our first uh, seven, where it's the seventh time that God has spoken uh, in creation. Uh, the, the first three days are beginning to, to come to their completion. And so this is his final command for the first three days of creation so that it will no longer uh, be a barren, unproductive uh, earth uh, and environment, uh, but the environments uh, will be ready to be filled by all of the, the entities and creatures that God is uh, creating uh, the creature or the, the creation uh, for them to live in and dwell in and to uh, thrive and enjoy uh, his, his blessing uh, in a creation. And so uh, this final creative act, uh, now that we, we have uh, the day and the night, on the heavens and the, the earth and the seas is to fill uh, the earth with a vegetation uh, for, for all of his uh, creatures. And so this is the seventh and final uh, command for the first uh, three days. Uh, and God said, uh, verse 11, God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. Uh, and the vegetation, uh, basically, plants and trees, they just expand. Uh, vegetation is more broad, and the plants and trees expand on that. All the forms of, of vegetation and life uh, that the creation uh, is filled with in, in all of their uh, diverse uh, kinds, uh, filling it with, uh, making it a, a, a verdant, green, lush, thriving uh, creation and, and earth. In uh, this, uh, he'll give to his creatures at the end of, of uh, day, day six, and, uh, and it was so. Uh, it goes on. Uh, it came, came to pass. What God commanded uh, always uh, comes uh, to pass uh, by his very decree and power and authority uh, to bring it forth and into being. Uh, the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. Uh, and now, uh, I don't know how many of you have charts, but I'll try and explain as, as we go along. Uh, we have the seventh command. All this has, has come to pass, uh, the idea of completion and fullness. Uh, and we also have uh, the uh, at the very uh, the very end. Uh, well, just before it, we have the fourteenth reference to God as God, uh, with full noun phrase Elohim, God. No, no no pronoun, no verb, just just Elohim, God, uh, with his final evaluation for the first three uh, days. It's the the fourteenth uh, occurrence of God. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning uh, the third day. Uh, and then with the third day, that's the 21st uh, event uh, and component for the, for the first three uh, days. Uh, leaving out uh, at this point the intro, uh, because we're going to see uh, Moses, he layers the themes. We're going to see lots of layers as we go. Uh, the sevens will start cascading as we get to uh, the creation of man uh, with a day, a day six, and then into to day, a day seven. And so uh, 21, uh, that's a seven for, for the first day, the second day, and the third day. Uh, now, once you get to the end, uh, the total reaches 21. The first three days are complete. Uh, it's now fil filled with, he's created fruitful habitations, environments for all of his creatures uh, to now uh, live and dwell in, into, uh, to fill it. 
And so uh, now I'd like to uh, work uh, through today's six, and what we'll mostly read through might make just a couple comments uh, along the way. So, seventh command, 14th occurrence of Elohim God, and 21st uh, final uh, event along, along the way for the first three days. And now uh, we're going to see he's going to begin uh, by, uh, by uh, creating uh, the greater light uh, and the lesser light in the, the stars, uh, and they will rule over the day and the night. Uh, that's, that's where their dominion and rule uh, resides. Uh, the, the sun, uh, is, uh, its uh, domain is the, the day, uh, and uh, it's the, the very chief of, of all, all the lights and serves its purpose to, uh, to, to, give, uh, to give light and, and such. We're going to see a number of purposes along the way. Uh, and the, the lesser light, uh, the, what we call the moon, uh, it, it uh, is responsible over and its dominion is over, over the night. That's where God has placed it uh, to, uh, to reside and to serve uh, its function uh, for his creatures. And uh, it's interesting, he calls them the greater lights and the lesser lights. And there, there may be a couple reasons. Part just the themes, uh, the, the sevens, light and such, uh, and even the, the word for light, uh, some commentators point out, where you see more and more of these connections with the tabernacle. Uh, some of the particular words he uses for light are connected even with, uh, seem to be, uh, with, with the, the light in the, the tabernacle, uh, in the, the, the lampstand uh, that was, uh, was there, and this creation imagery is then brought into the very a very tabernacle. The, the creation is basically uh, a temple of God uh, where, where he, uh, he purposed and designed to live and dwell with his people so that they'd enjoy his presence and provision. And at the end of Revelation, you'll see that that is brought to its fullness and completion uh, even far, far beyond uh, Genesis uh, chapter, chapter 1. And so, and God uh, said, uh, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens uh, to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon uh, the earth. And so, this repetition of light, uh, that may be part of the sevens, uh, but then also maybe connected with the, the tabernacle as well. But it's also interesting... <clears throat> It's possible uh, the the words in in Hebrew for like sun and moon were closely uh, related to uh, certain Sumerian words for uh, pagan deities. It's possible that Moses is also look these are created things. They're they're just greater light and lesser light. That's 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 it. That's uh, that's a possibility. Uh, I don't I don't know for for sure. And uh, we see a number of functions for them. Uh, let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and, and for years and let them be lights uh, in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon uh, the earth uh, they separate the day and the night and so uh, just like with uh, day day one god gave forth the light but now uh, he passes the the torch on to the uh, the uh, sun moon and stars uh, now uh, now they will serve uh, that function uh, for uh, his creatures uh, and they regulate all of the uh, the, the time periods uh, in seasons uh, throughout uh, the the years. Uh, and it was so. And God made the two great lights, uh, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, uh, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, uh, the fourth uh, day. And uh, just last thing to notice, they reside in the heavens. A lot of times commentators will say day one and four correspond together. That's true. Uh, they'll say that the day two and five correspond together. That's true. Uh, but the, the heavens, well, they'll say that they, these three and six correspond together. That's true. There's a lot of truth there. But the, the stars, they give forth the light. Uh, they separate the day and the night, you know, corresponding to day one. 
but the heavens were incomplete until day two. That's where they reside. And we'll see that the, uh, the birds, they're in the heavens. They also enjoy the, God's good provision on the earth. But uh, the fish are in the seas. The seas are not brought to their full completion until a day three uh, along, along the way. So uh, a lot of truth there, just sometimes over oversimplifying it. It gets repeated uh, so much that you have to be careful reading commentaries because once in a while I find something that crops up where you wonder maybe they're reading. And I don't mean this is to, to be harsh or anything. We, we learn over time. But sometimes you, you, could, they, you and they could be reading commentaries more than reading the text itself and uh, meditate, thinking deeply uh, on, on it so that we don't, don't miss things uh, along the way. Adam. Yep. Being that there was greater light and lesser light prior to this happening, or that there was light, not not the, light. the, the greater lights and lesser lights are the yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Being that there was mm-hmm. light, would you say that the the main purpose then for the new lights, the the greater light mm-hmm. and the lesser, was particularly for? timekeeping purposes and things like that since he could have left it like that yeah well in in large uh in large measure you you see that they serve they serve uh, some of the same functions so they separate the day and the night so uh, god created the light and he separated the day uh, from from the night uh, and he called the light day in the darkness he called night uh, so uh, that's you know day night uh, contrasting. That's the period of daylight and in, in, in uh, night, um, and so you see some of the the same functions uh, there along the way. And even evening and morning, you know those things are apparent by by periods of light and darkness. But then you see additional functions uh, for the signs and seasons and days uh, and years uh, along. Uh, along along the way, and uh, part of it also just shows that light ultimately uh, doesn't come forth as we discussed and uh, discussed more in our studies. We'll have to keep moving, but doesn't ultimately come forth uh, from uh, from the sun, moon, and stars themselves. It's not it's not just some intrinsic property that uh, if those weren't there, oh God God couldn't have light. Well, we'll see in the new heavens and the new earth, uh, the Lamb will be the light. Uh, Isaiah talks about how you know God's going to put the sun, moon, and stars to shame. You know they're they're going to be embarrassed by <laughs> you know by by that and uh, such. Yeah. Um, yeah. That first day, I was just kind of wondering, could that be like um, non-visible light, like the other energy in the spectrum? Well, I just take as is. Is visible here. We we see, you know, it's began with with darkness uh, along along the way. So it's not just energy. Well, just you know, we uh, we don't know uh, quite what God did in in bringing forth uh, light, but uh, but where you have uh, the the heavens and the earth and the uh, the darkness, and uh, it says darkness was over the face of the deep. God brought forth uh, light into that that darkness, and. Uh, he, Named it, you know. He created uh, day and night, light and darkness, day and night, uh, evening, evening and morning. The Hebrew uh, conception of time. You begin with with darkness and evening, and you move uh, into the day. Day ends, and uh, so yeah, I just take it as uh, as just just light. If if you were there, and these things, they're written from a phenomenological perspective. So basically, as if you were there. You know the spirit hovering over the uh, the the face of the the deep, and if you were on the earth, that you would see these things uh, as they uh, happen. Uh, he calls forth the sun, moon, the stars, and on day day four, uh, you'd see them see them come come forth, and with the the expanse, you'd see the the heavens uh, heavens uh, above and, and such. And so it's written really from uh, like an observational sort of phenomenological, how you'd experience, how you would see all of these things uh, taking a place along along uh, the way. Uh, but people get, can also get in, in trouble uh, where uh, we covered like with uh, the expanse in great detail. Uh, there, there are some uh, theories, and I, I absolutely, you know, as you 
heard, I, I affirm, God created in six uh, light and darkness, day and night, evening and morning days. We, we went to that and don't have uh, time to recap that, and we're going to need to be moving. But um, but some will come up with like uh, cosmologies and such where uh, they think the waters above are at the very edges of the, the universe. Uh, so if you're looking, uh, if you had like a, a Hubble telescope that's you know way more Hubble than the the Hubble, and you, you could look at you know you could look at the very uh, the, the the very edges, or you could go there. You know if you could travel back and go uh, go to the very edges of the universe, that there's wa- water at the edges. And now I, I thought, hey, you know maybe, maybe that's so that that uh, that could could be. Uh, but we went to, to great detail showing no the waters above are connected with uh, with the, the windows of heaven uh, where the, where God gives forth the rain and such. And we we went to great great detail. Uh, and I, I respect uh, I have a lot of respect for uh, for uh, some who uh, who think that, but went to great detail and think exegetically you can support that. It's it's, it's phenomenological. Not telling you you know if you, if you could uh, go up to the moon or you know and in such uh, quite uh, quite like that. Uh, but the, the the stars, I mean, on day four they gave gave forth uh, their their light, and you would you would see it. God created on day four, and uh, and whether. Uh, it sounds instantaneous. It was so, but at the very least, on day day four, you see uh, they're they're there uh, each each of the the days. And so uh, now uh, we we see the sun, sun, moon, stars, the greater light, lesser light, the stars been brought forth, and uh, they also contribute to the you know uh, resolving the darkness, but then filling uh, now the the heavens and, uh, and residing uh, where the day and the night are. Uh, and God said, uh, "Let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping." Oh, I skipped a section. Uh, day, uh, day five, verse 20. Uh, and God said, uh, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures, and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And so now the heavens and the seas, uh, wars below, which were then gathered into seas and completed on day three, and the heavens were complete on day two. Uh, God uh, fills fills them with with creatures and life, and uh, the waters are teeming and darting uh, with with every variety of, of sea creature, and they're created according to their uh, their kinds. Uh, and kind, you know, it could mean many things along the way, but you see very consistently with the creatures uh, that uh, that these are kinds with within which. Uh, there's lots of room and variety for, for variation, like within the dog kind. Uh, just look at artificial selection, uh, where you, you see more of variety in, in change in shapes and colors and uh, spots. And that, that's something that's, uh, that's uh, designed right into the creatures. Uh, genetics, epigenetics, uh, all, all of that. But there, there's dogs... Are always dogs. Uh, they're, they're dog kinds, and uh, wolves like they fall. They fall into that. Uh, there, there's a horse kind, and uh, mules, and uh, donkeys, and horses, and uh, zebras. There, there are a lot of things in there, but they don't become uh, something. Something other uh, fruit flies. You know, there have been experiments, uh, thousands and tens of thousands, of generation after generation. You know, they. they there's there's some variation within there, but they they don't uh, they don't uh, uh, become something uh, other uh, than what they they are. There, there's certain certain boundaries that God has established throughout all of creation, uh, which we've seen along the way, and we, we went to uh, great detail on all of those things. So, uh, uh, and this is the first time that God blesses. Uh, he's named three times, and now he uh, he blesses his. Uh, his creatures, and not the sun, moon, stars, but the, the creatures 
uh, in, in the earth. And now uh, we get to day six. And as we reach uh, two parts, uh, first the beasts and then with man, man is the very cul culmination and pinnacle of creation where we see finally the earth is going to be uh, filled. And so, and God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. According to their kinds, according to their kinds, according to their kinds, over and over, over. Part of it's part of the, it's part of the sevens, but it, it's it's thematic. It wants uh, to uh, to get that uh, get that across uh, the the variety uh, in the the kinds that God has created. Uh, and now we hear something that we haven't heard before. Uh, before uh, we heard, uh, and God said, "Let there be light. Let there be an expanse." in the midst of the waters, to separate the waters from the waters. Uh, let the waters be gathered together. Let the dry lands appear. Uh, let there be, let there be, let there be uh, along the way. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Uh, let us make man. Uh, and uh, that, that uh, change, the pattern has been so consistent along the way, you should take a notice of this, uh, that this is important, should, should grab our attention. Uh, and there's, there's a reason uh, why he says, let us make man. This is something uh, personal uh, that, uh, that he's uh, doing here. Uh, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Adam, uh, yes. Yep. Quick question. When he says, let us make you're going to have to listen to day six. We're, we're going to focus on the, the sevens, but I, I'll just briefly, I'll briefly say some, some say this is the host of heaven. Some, some go so far to say that not only is God announcing this in the, the divine council, but that, uh, that man is made in the image of the divine Council. Uh, Michael Heiser, uh, since the word Elohim, it talks about sons of God, sons of Elohim. Uh, he would uh, actually uh, say that they're made in, in the image of the, the host of, of heaven and the, the, the sons, uh, sons of God. Now, uh, sons of God uh, is connected uh, to being like God, like father, like son. Uh, there's a rulership function. If scripture somewhere along the way uh, in uh, likeness image for humanity is connected to uh, to sonship in many, many ways along, along the way. Uh, image and likeness is tied first and foremost uh, to the honor and dignity and authority and dominion uh, that God has bestowed on man. A man is uh, like God uh, in that God has set man over all things uh, to rule on his behalf uh, as his vice regents, not co-regents, vice uh, below him. And we went to, to tremendous detail on that. And it, there are certain capacities that implies uh, rational, moral. He's a more moral agent. He's to rule in righteousness and goodness and justice. Uh, and you see the man, uh, Bob uh, drew this out, you, you see the man, he'll name. You know, God's a speaking God and man is a speaking man. Uh, he, he names uh, the creatures and exercises authority over them uh, when he creates them uh, in, in the garden. Uh, uh, I really recommend listening to the uh, the image as those things uh, unfold. Uh, but uh, here, uh, where you see uh, elsewhere where God announces uh, things in the divine council, uh, first, it introduces the divine council. 
uh, in Isaiah, in Kings, uh, where uh, Micaiah was uh, before Ahab. I saw, uh, I saw uh, the Lord of hosts and all the host of heaven. Uh, it introduces them uh, in, to the scene uh, so that they're participants. Uh, Satan and uh, all of the, the Satan, the, the adversary, uh, he and the sons of God came before Yahweh. And it, they, they come into the scene first. Uh, that's not here. Uh, and God's making an announcement. And you do, you do see the spirit of Yahweh uh, at the very beginning of this, uh, this, uh, this chapter. Uh, and there is an unfolding revelation, even in Genesis, that uh, Yahweh, he's one and three. Uh, that there's one, he's the one true creator God. But uh, Yahweh is God. He is Yahweh. Uh, the, the spirit of Yahweh is God. And, uh, and the Malach, the, the angel, the messenger of Yahweh, is himself Yahweh uh, in, in God. And uh, some call that the Jewish trinity. Uh, people say, uh, matter-of-factly, uh, well, you know, uh, Jews were monotheists. Well, they, they were monotheists, but they, they say they were Unitarians. They, they, weren't, they weren't Trinitarian. And the fullness, the fullness of the Trinity isn't revealed until the incarnation of, of the Son and the sending of the Spirit. But uh, all the way from a Genesis, a UC, uh, uh, the, the oneness in threeness of God from the very, very uh, beginning. And the prophets understood this. It permeates all of the scriptures. It's why the apostles and prophets uh, could even begin to comprehend that, uh, that Yahweh, uh, the word, uh, became flesh and dwelt among us. That's why they, they could even begin to, 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 uh, to, to contemplate uh, and, and understand uh, those things. Uh, uh, apostate Jews uh, became Unitarians, especially in reaction to, uh, to uh, uh, Christianity. Unitarian. God is one through and through. One in being, one, uh, one in person. No distinction, no variation. Uh, amidst the uh, the person, uh, the the persons uh, in the one true uh, Creator God. Uh, so, oh boy, we we have to hurry, and we're we're probably gonna have to pick some of this up uh, again along the the way. But now we're gonna see the sevens begin to start a uh, cascading, and so I just want to draw your attention uh, to uh, to some of uh, these uh, along the way. And so uh, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over uh, the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, and now in action, command action. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Uh, and now, uh, here, uh, with this action, it is the seventh distinct action of creation that has been attributed to God uh, along uh, the way. Uh, sometimes uh, it says, let there be light, and God separated the light from the darkness. And then it'll say, and God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the, uh, the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. But then day three, uh, God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. Uh, and there, and the waters under the heavens were gathered to their gathering places and the dry land appeared. And they'll, they'll say that of, of the vegetation, you know, uh, it, it appeared and, and such. Uh, and now God created it. You see it along the way. But Moses uh, wants the seventh and final dis distinct, explicit uh, action attributed to God to fall right here. His final creative act in the very creation uh, of, of man. And so, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. 
here is the end of God's creative acts uh, on the sixth day uh, with man uh, is the very final and pinnacle of uh, his creation. Uh, and uh, then, uh, and also here, we, we also have the seventh and eighth occurrence, eighth occurrence uh, of God with all of the, uh, with all of the, the actions. Uh, they're on days one and two. Uh, you have two on day five for a total of four, uh, one on day six uh, for five, and uh, day six, uh, you have a sixth uh, time that, that God's name uh, as God appears. But here, seventh and eighth, and they're, they're redundant. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, uh, he created him, male and female. He created them, seventh occurrence of God's name with the actions along, uh, along the, the way. Uh, and then uh, we turn uh, to the, the blessing and provision, uh, his, his final uh, speeches. And we'll maybe focus a little more on the, the provision, uh, but they're, they're just layers and layers uh, along the way. And so, and God uh, blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Uh, and before God blessed, he cursed, as we talked about on a, on a Wednesday a night and in some of our classes, that's very important. God's blessings will come to pass. They will come to fruition. And no one, uh, no creature, no man, no, uh, no, no angelic being or power will upset God's ultimate blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and God said, uh, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed uh, that is on the face of all the earth, and every a tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every a bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. Uh, and, uh, here, well, uh, we have the fifth and sixth uh, uh, with God's speech acts that are, aren't commands uh, along the way. Five, six. Well, how, how's that work out to to, to seven? Uh, but uh, if you do do the math, right here, okay, I'm doing the math. Uh, actually, it's the fourteenth uh, time uh, that God has spoken, taking all of His commands together uh, in the. Three times naming, uh, twice he's blessed, and one times in uh, giving and providing, uh, where we saw his seventh and final uh, uh, speech uh, on uh, day, uh, day uh, three. Uh, now uh, we see his 14th uh, and final uh, speech uh, in all of uh, creation. Uh, to bless and to to provide all of the vegetation now for his creatures uh, that uh, he has created, uh, and now he will no longer speak in creation uh, and in the the work of a creation. Uh, this is the very uh, culmination, uh, and also uh, seventh time that God's name has uh, appeared with. Uh, these uh, these uh, speeches of uh, three times blessing, uh, twice na uh, or three times naming, twice blessing, and one times giving, and we'll see a final blessing for for another uh, seven uh, on day day seven. Uh, and then uh, now uh, we get, uh, and also uh, here we're, a lot of times we see the word every uh, every of the heavens and every uh, fish and, and so on. You see the words every and complete and things like that. A lot of times there are sevens. And so if you start counting up 
Uh, the birds and flying, which are all related terms in Hebrew, you'll find sevens. And uh, in the, the fish, you'll find sevens. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to resolve a little textual variant here or there. Uh, and the, the, the animals, uh, the, all of the things that are named, it, it's permeated and flooding with sevens. I'm going to try and show you some of the more obscure ones, uh, however. And we might just go just, just a few minutes uh, over just to touch on the, the seventh day, but not, not much. Um, And now uh, we get to the seventh and final report and seventh and final uh, evaluation, uh, and it was so. Uh, normally, the reports uh, are come right after the command, but now at the end of all things, uh, everything that God commanded, everything that he created, all uh, that, that he did in creation, and it was so. It all came uh, to pass, uh, looking back now at everything. Uh, and uh, then uh, where we saw the evaluations normally come at the end of the day, when the day, day is finished and God's creative work, uh, where we saw on day one, the evaluation was brought to the beginning right after the report to say his first act of creation. Uh, at, uh, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Immediately it evaluates it. It's kind of like an inclusio back now at the end of the day, and it was so. Uh, and now it doesn't just say God saw that it was good, but it says, and God saw, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and morning, the sixth day. Uh, it was all very good. Behold, uh, look, you know, listen, listen up. <laughs> it, it, uh, and there was, uh, uh, in, or uh, missed it, uh, verse 31. And, and God saw everything that he had made. And behold, uh, listen up. It was very good uh, to, to highlight uh, the evaluation of all of these things. Everything that God makes is good uh, in creation. Uh, Seventh and final, through and through, it is all a very a good. Uh, and uh, now, uh, with the, the, the very close of the day, and there was evening and morning, uh, the sixth day, uh, well, this is the sixth time that we, we've had a closing. Where, where's the seven in, in, in that? Well, uh, actually... Uh, this is the seventh and final uh, event from the creation of man. It's the only section, uh, the sixth day from the creation of man to the end, where you have seven events, seven components, bringing it to its close. And it's the 42nd and final creative act in creation. Uh, seven for each of the preceding six days. Each and every day, once you get to the end, you don't get a seven always at the, the very, very end, but where we saw 21 at the end of, of day three, the first three days were complete, a seven for each of the first three days. You get to the end of the sixth day, and you have seven for each of the, the six days of creation. They are all complete. Everything's in its place and perfect and, and done in all their fullness uh, and and uh, here, uh, here also, uh, it's quite amazing. I, I'm doing more work on this. Uh, the word count, there are patterns along the way, and all of the words, uh, they're just off by one. And there are, there are variants, I know, that, that uh, need to be resolved. The patterns are manifest and obvious, and they fit all the same patterns. Uh, at the end of day three, 147 uh, words for the first three days. We're, we're not coming to intro yet. Uh, and, and there you, you have it's 7 times 21. You see the idea of 21 again, uh, or 3 times 49, a 49 for each of the first three days. And you get to the end of day six, 420, 42nd component, add 10 to it, uh, and you have 67s, uh, 67s along uh, the way. It's, it's like 10 sevens for each uh, of 
of the six days along the way. Everything is in its place. Every word, every commandment, every event leads to the culmination in fullness of God's work uh, along uh, the way. Uh, and now uh, uh, we reach the, the seventh day. And do you mind if we just go five minutes over? I'll be di- disciplined in, in that. Um, we'll, we'll try and move quickly. Uh, but now uh, we get to the seventh and final day. Uh, and it announces, and there are five lines, nine words, seven words, seven words, seven words, uh, or no, five words, seven, 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 nine. Uh, and uh, so you, you, you take the, uh, the, the five and the nine together, uh, that's, uh, that's four, 14. And so he's drawing through. He wants it to go to end up somewhere at the very, very end and close of this. And so he opens and announces, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Uh, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Echoing all the way back uh, to the beginning where we saw a line of 7 and 14. Uh, the very beginning in the intro, uh, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And heavens, uh, together with expanse, uh, which the the expanse was named heavens, occurs 21 times. And earth occurs 21 times for 42. Uh, Seven for each of the six days. The heavens and the earth are completed in six days and brought to their fullness in completion uh, in all of that. 21 for the heavens with the expanse and the earth. It's possible it could go to 49 as you bring into dry land and stuff. He, he layers uh, the themes over and over again, but you see the same patterns reoccurring uh, along the way. And now uh, there are three lines of Seven words with the seventh day uh, in uh, the middle of them. And so, and each one expands on uh, the, the preceding one. And uh, in the ESV, they, they should move it there. I'm, I'm going I'm to move on the seventh day. Uh, and God finished on the seventh day his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Three lines of seven uh, with, with each of the sevens. Uh, because on it, God rested from all his work that uh, he had done in creation, or that God created to do. Uh, and here, those seventh day, three times, uh, the, the 21, uh, we, we see again, here and when you get to the final occurrence of of a day a yom it's the 14th occurrence of day yom in all of creation uh, and it looks like uh, what he has done there uh, taking all of these uh, days uh, to uh, together uh, that uh, that he's even bringing out other 49s and such uh, along uh, the way. But we see that God finished uh, his, uh, his work and, and rested. Uh, why? Well, there's nothing left to do. It was, it was all done. Was God just t- tuckered out? You know, was he too, too, too tired like the, the pagan gods were the, the lesser gods? Oh, the labor was so hard and they, they complained and protested. So uh, they, together with the, the, the greater gods, they made man to be their, do, do their slave work. Well, no, God's the first worker. You even see that in the garden, God, uh, he forms the man. He plans the garden. He causes the trees, trees spring up. The man works in agriculture uh, and in uh, gardening. He's a gardener. And God's the first gardener. He, he does it first. The, the, he, you know, he uh, forms the man, plants the garden, and causes the, the trees to, to spring, uh, spring up. Uh, it was all done incomplete. Uh, that's why he rests. Uh, and so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, setting it apart from all the other days. Uh, the other days he worked, now it's done, but this day, now it's finished and culminated incomplete. He does not work here, but commemorates the fullness of a God's 
uh, God's work. Uh, and so God blessed uh, the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had uh, that God created to do uh, literally and seventh day seventh day seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had created to do uh, he brings in pronouns it's 35 fifth occurrence of God as God Elohim at the end uh, and with the it's the sevens uh, you have five 35 uh, to, together in the 35 day uh, you have the occurrences of 14 seems that he brings it together into 49 uh, at the very end uh, and when you take the 35 occurrences of God and you take it with uh, the, their pronouns where he's referred to not where he says let us but where he's referred to or redundant actions on Hebrew that sometimes they'll in Greek they'll just we sometimes just use verbs they can do it a little, little more uh, because they, they give a little more information about who's, who's doing it. Uh, God's name comes out to 49 times, 7 times 7, complete perfection. Uh, the, the seventh day, it's set apart from all the others. I mean, that, that's clear and obvious. Uh, and God is perfect and holy uh, and righteous. Uh, and uh, and you also, at the very end, it's the 49th and final event. A component in all of creation. 49, 49, uh, 49 uh, along uh, the way. And all of the words here on the seventh day, 35 words, God's name, 35 times, seventh day, 35 uh, along, along the, the way. Uh, and then uh, finally, just, you know, for the, as Eric would say, for the coup, coup de gras, <laughs> although I, I think uh, God's name uh, 49 times, uh, there it is. Uh, but, uh, uh, here, uh, where we saw 420 words corresponding to the, the 42 events for the six days, well, uh, those are 67s. Uh, you have another three sevens, 21 in the intro, uh, 63 sevens. Uh, and then you, you have another five sevens uh, for the seventh day uh, that, uh, that uh, occur. Uh, for 35, that 68 uh, sevens. Uh, but then uh, it looks like uh, probably following the exact same pattern with God with the seventh day, uh, the, seen again and again, and a couple textual variants, everything just, it's off by one. Uh, you have four, uh, probably with, with uh, the pronouns uh, that are used along the way, 490 words uh, for the whole of creation and the seventh day, bringing it to its fullness, 77 or 49, 10 times along the way. And he even breaks it up into uh, 10 com components with the intro, six days intro, seventh day, and uh, days three and six have two parts, uh, 49 events, 40, 490 words, uh, uh, seven times 70 or 70 sevens, God 49 times, uh, seven, day, you know, four, 49, 49, 49 all along the way. And it's just masterful and, and beautiful and stunning uh, that all of this is here. And uh, part of it, I, I just want you to see how deep and rich uh, these things, uh, these truths are. And uh, think, think along into, uh, well, throughout Genesis, it's throughout Genesis, Daniel, Revelation, uh, these themes, eventually the new heavens and the new earth will brought to their completion. Uh, there are only seven years of tribulation uh, left uh, along the way. And the, 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 you know, the seven, uh, the seven trumpets and, and uh, the, the, the seven or the seven seals and trumpets and bowls and along the, the way. Uh, and uh, part of it also uh, to see that uh, wow, it, it, the text is so remarkably preserved uh, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years back to the 15th century BC. You could not find any of these uh, these things uh, apart from this. And you remove that one event uh, that I said, it's 
it's undone. You know, the, it's like a sweater. You take a thread and just, you know, it's, it's all, it's all done. And we, we put the final piece uh, back, uh, back in, in there. And uh, as you keep reading, God's name will occur 35 times uh, in the garden from the creation, the man, the woman, uh, to Cain and Abel outside uh, the garden. And the man and the woman, uh, I think with the pronouns and such, as he creates them, uh, you'll find a human uh, 21 times, man and woman together 21 times, 42. They're completed on the sixth day. So it, it's just stunning and amazing uh, and uh, just how, how powerful and wise is God in his word. And I, I apologize that, that we went over, but, you know, we, we delayed and had, had to get to uh, these uh, things. And uh, maybe I'll work out some of these more things and get laid out in a chart so you can see about uh yeah. See, Adam, I just want everybody to know Adam's going to be preaching for us on June 21st. And did you want to give any uh, preview of what your topic will be or what the, or maybe you haven't settled on it? Oh, I, I, I don't know. We, we might be looking at uh, the, the rich man Lazarus, which is uh, one of my, my favorite uh parables that the Lord has uh, has taught and is powerful but uh, I, I, uh, I it could could change it's tentative so and then how can just reiterate how everybody can find your work online yeah uh, you can find our Genesis uh, classes and it's youth Bible study but teach them as, as adults as I've uh, said you know try try to try to explain things if, if we need to, uh, but uh, we, we don't water down God's word, and uh, these chapters are so foundational. A lot of times I don't want to go overly slow, but uh, these need to be dealt with in, in detail. No, nothing is more under attack than the, you know, Genesis 1 through 11 uh, in, in the first chapter. So, uh, But you, you can find them uh, on the Gospel of Grace website, gospelofgracefellowship.org, and uh, you can uh, find them and uh, search by uh, by scripture, Genesis. Uh, you can look at uh, under uh, the, the speaker, uh, Adam, on uh, all that we've uh, covered, the youth Bible study, and we've covered other things uh, too. And so uh, if you're interested, I uh, commend, commend those uh, to you. Yep. I was thinking all the occurrences of let, you know, like in the 12th. Of what? Let. 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 Let it be. Let. Oh. Uh, um, I was just thinking about that. Well, as far as commands, there there are eight commands, but then some redundant uh, redundant ones along the way too. Yep. I was just thinking about that, John. They could form other fourteens. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's let's just close in in prayer. Heavenly Father, I. Uh, thank you uh, for for your word and uh, what you've spoken uh, and taught us through through your uh, holy chosen prophet uh, Moses. I thank you that you raised raised him up, uh, uh, just a humble humble sinner, a man with uncircumcised lips. But uh, you uh, revealed uh, these these things uh, to him, and we we couldn't know of of creation. Uh, apart, apart from you, uh, other than uh, that, that you exist. You're the one true Creator, God. We we could uh, we could not know the details and wonder and in splendor, in uh, such great detail and wisdom as you've laid out here. And I just pray that uh, you would use this to to give us uh, hope and confidence and uh, trust in in your word. And uh, we know that we haven't. Uh, haven't even uh, uh, exhausted uh, these these things, and uh, your word is so rich and deep and powerful. And I pray that you'd use it and build us up, and uh, that you'd uh, bless us all. And uh, and and Derek, as he preaches, and I pray that we'd all uh, hear and trust and believe your word uh, by by the power of your spirit. And so we thank you for these things and we thank you uh, for your son that uh, uh, that you're the creator of all things, that your spirit was uh, present and empowering and giving life and uh, that all things were made through, uh, through your uh, one and only son. And so uh, we thank you for him and, uh, and for your work in creation. And uh, we uh, praise in his name and give you all the glory and praise. Uh, amen.